Today is October 17th. This is Verses in Flow. I'm Jennifer. Welcome in and welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. And since you are here, are you ready to turn up on a Tuesday? Are you ready to go up on a Tuesday? And no, I am not talking about what Drake said, nor am I going to rap again for you today. I hope y'all appreciated that little creativity that I put out there for y'all, though. No, today I am just talking about being energized, being awakened, being animated, being challenged and inspired by this here word of God that we immerse ourselves in every single day. I am excited to dive in. I am expectant. I am anticipating something wonderful, something great, something enriching and life-giving from my Savior today. Who is with me? I know you are because you wouldn't be here if you weren't. All right, so let's see what we have on deck. We have Jeremiah who is going to share with us God's promises of restoration and hope for his people, Israel and Judah, who were exiled and oppressed by their enemies at the time. And then we're going to slide on into 1 Timothy chapter 2, where we're going to learn about the importance of prayer, the uniqueness of Christ as our mediator, and the roles of men and women in the church the way that Paul saw it. Now, I am going to do a deeper treatment of this passage, but it's not going to be today. Next, we're going to read Psalm 87, and it is a beautiful song of praise for Zion, the city of God, where people from all nations are welcomed and blessed. And then finally, we're going to read more wisdom from Proverbs 25, 18, and 19, two verses that warn us about the dangers of lying and trusting in unreliable people. Are y'all ready to immerse yourselves in God's word with me? Let's get going, growing, and flowing in these verses. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 1 through chapter 31, verse 26, Evangelical Heritage Version. The Lord will restore Israel. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. The Lord, the God of Israel, says, Write all the words that I have spoken to you in a book. Look, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will bring my people Israel and Judah back from captivity. I will restore them to the land I gave to their fathers, and they will possess it, says the Lord. These are the words the Lord spoke concerning Israel and Judah. This is what the Lord says. We have heard cries of fear, of terror, and not of peace. Ask and see, can a man give birth to a child? Why then do I see every strong man with his hands on his belly like a woman in labor? Why has every face turned pale? That day is so terrible that there is none like it. It will be a time of trouble for Jacob, but he will be saved out of it. In that day, declares the Lord of armies, I will break the yoke off your neck. I will tear away your bonds. Strangers will no longer enslave Israel, but they will serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I will raise up for them. Therefore, do not be afraid, my servant Jacob, declares the Lord. Do not be terrified, Israel, because I will certainly save you from a faraway place. I will save your descendants from the land where they are captive. Jacob will return. He will enjoy quiet and be at ease. 
and no one will make him afraid. I am with you to save you, declares the Lord. I will completely destroy all the nations among which I have scattered you, but I will not completely destroy you. I will discipline you with justice, yet I will not regard you as entirely innocent. So this is what the Lord says. Your wound is incurable. Your injury is severe. There is no one to plead your cause, no one to bind your wounds. There are no healing medicines. All who love you have forgotten you. They do not ask about you. I have wounded you as an enemy would. I have punished you as the cruel would because your guilt is so great, because your sins are so many. Why are you crying over your injury, over your incurable wound? It is because of your great guilt, because of your many sins, that I have done these things to you. Yet all who devour you will be devoured. All your enemies, every one of them, will go into captivity. Those who plunder you will be plundered. All who prey on you will become prey. For I will restore your health, and I will heal your wounds, declares the Lord, because they have called you an outcast, saying, It is Zion, for whom no one cares. This is what the Lord says, Look, I will end the captivity of Jacob's tents and have compassion on his dwellings. The city will be rebuilt on the mound of its ruins, and the citadel will stand in its rightful place. Thanksgiving will come out of them along with the sound of rejoicing. I will multiply them, and they will not decrease in number. I will glorify them, and they will not be insignificant. Their children will be as they were long ago, and their community will be established in my presence. I will punish all who oppress them. Their strong leader will be one of their own, and their ruler will arise from among them. I will summon him to come near, and he will approach me. For who would be bold enough to approach me, says the Lord? You shall be my people and I will be your God. Look, a storm is coming from the Lord. His wrath has gone out like a whirlwind twisting down, whirling over the heads of the wicked. The Lord's anger will not turn back until he has completely fulfilled the purposes of his heart. In later days, you will understand it. The Lord's love for Israel. At that time, declares the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they will be my people. This is what the Lord says. The people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness. Israel had continual rest. The Lord appeared to me from a distance, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with mercy. I will build you up again, and you will be built up, O virgin Israel. You will pick up your drums again, and you will go out to dance with those who are joyful. Again, you will plant vineyards on the mountains of Samaria. The planters will plant and will enjoy its fruit. For there will be a day when the watchmen on the hills of Ephraim cry out, Come, let us go up to Zion, to the Lord our God. This is what the Lord says. Sing with joy for Jacob and shout for the greatest of the nations. Make your praises heard and say, Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. Watch, I will bring them from a land in the north and gather them from the ends of the earth. The blind and the lame will be there, the pregnant woman together with the woman in labor. They will return as a huge community. They will come weeping. They will pray as I bring them back. I will lead them beside streams of water on a level path.
path where they will not stumble. For I am a father to Israel. Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of the Lord, you nations. Declare it in the distant islands. Say that he who scattered Israel will gather him and watch over him like a shepherd watching his flock. For the Lord will ransom Jacob and redeem him from the hand of the one who is stronger than him. They will come and shout for joy on the heights of Zion, and they will rejoice in the goodness of the Lord. For the grain, the new wine, the oil, and the young of the flocks and herds, their lives will thrive like a well-watered garden. They will not grow weak anymore. Then the virgin will rejoice and dance. The young men and the old will be glad together. For I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and give them joy instead of sorrow. I will satisfy the priests with abundance, and my people will be filled with my goodness, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning. Rachel is weeping for her children. She refuses to be comforted for her children because they are no more. This is what the Lord says. Stop your crying. Do not shed tears because your work will be rewarded, declares the Lord. They will return from the land of the enemy. There is hope for your future, declares the Lord. Your children will return to their own borders. Interjection by Israel. I have certainly heard Ephraim grieving. You have disciplined me. I was disciplined like an untrained calf. Cause me to turn, and I will turn, because you are the Lord my God. After I turned away, I was sorry. After I was instructed, I slapped my thigh in grief. I was ashamed and humiliated because I bore the disgrace of my youth. The Lord speaks again. Isn't Ephraim my dear son? Isn't he my darling child? I often speak against him, but I still remember him. My heart longs for him. I will certainly be compassionate to him, declares the Lord. Set up road signs. Make guideposts. Direct your attention toward the highway, toward the way by which you came. Turn back, virgin Israel. Turn back to your cities. How long will you turn away, you unfaithful daughter? The Lord has created a new thing on the earth. The female will surround the man. God's people will prosper once again. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. When I bring them back from captivity, they will once again say in the land of Judah and in its cities, The Lord bless you, you righteous dwelling place, you holy mountain. Judah and all its cities will live there together, the farmers and those who follow their flocks. I will satisfy the thirsty and I will give rest to everyone who is weary. Just after this, I woke up and looked around. My sleep had been pleasant for me. 1 Timothy 2, Instructions About Worship First of all, then, I urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all those who are in authority, in order that we might live a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and dignity. This is good and pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all the testimony given at the proper time. 
For this testimony, I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I speak the truth. I am not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Therefore, I want the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or argument. Likewise, I also want women to adorn themselves with respectable clothing, with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair, gold, pearls, or expensive clothes, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness with good works. A woman should learn in a quiet manner with full submission. And I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. Instead, she is to continue in a quiet manner. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and it was not Adam who was deceived, but it was the woman who was deceived and became a transgressor. But she will be saved while bearing children if they remain in faith and love and sanctification with self-control. Psalm 87, The Glorious City, heading by the sons of Korah, a psalm, a song, the holy city. The city he founded is on the holy mountains. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the other dwellings of Jacob. Interlude. Glorious things are spoken about you, O city of God, its citizens. I will register Rahab and Babylon among those who know me. Look, Philistia and Tyre are there along with Cush. Of them, I say, this one was born there in Zion, and about Zion it will be said, this one and that one were born in her, and the Most High himself will establish her. When he registers the peoples, the Lord will write, interlude, this one was born there, then the singers as they dance will sing, all my springs are in you. Proverbs 25, 18 and 19. A person who gives false testimony against his neighbor is a club, a sword, and a sharp arrow. Confidence in an unfaithful person during a time of crisis is like a broken tooth or a lame foot. Okay, I just want to say one quick thing to dovetail off of what we read in Proverbs today. Where do you need more honesty in your life? What area of your life needs more honesty? We know that half-truths or a lack of truth erodes trust and intimacy. That is not only trust and intimacy within the context of relationships, but it's also with ourselves. We learn not to trust ourselves when we don't tell ourselves the truth. Ask God to search your heart and show you where deceit or self-deceit has taken root. And then when he reveals it to you, bravely, confidently, boldly tear it out. You will be amazed by the joy and freedom on the other side of that. We already know that the truth is what makes us free. We know it. We just have to believe it. Okay. All right. That's all I want to say about that. Let's pray on out. Lord, we thank you for your living word. We thank you for the courage and the confidence to walk in truth, to walk in honesty with ourselves and in all of our relationships. And Lord, give us more courage, give us more boldness, give us more vulnerability where we need it, where we lack it, so that we can be honest and transparent with those whom we share intimate spaces with or whom we have some kind of connection with. And we know that there's an area where we haven't been as truthful as we could have been. Lord, teach us how to pursue unity and reconciliation across all divides. Lord, help us to search our hearts and 
you search our hearts, Lord, for any kind of deceitful ways. Give us friends who will call us upward, Lord, who will call us out, who will hold us accountable. Lord, keep our eyes fixed on you as the source of our hope and our redemption. Lord, align our lives with your ways because you are our trustworthy guide and we lean on you for everything that we need. Lord, we thank you so much for all that you have provided for us. We thank you so much for your presence, power, and your promises. Lord, we thank you for you just being who you are. Lord, we just ask right now that you would cover us and that you would go before us today. Make our paths straight. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask all of these things and all the people of God said together, amen. And our affirmation for today Pondering possibilities leads to paralysis. Progress lies in taking the leap. Pondering possibilities leads to paralysis. Progress lies in taking the leap. And our aphorism. What I focus on in life is what I get. And if I concentrate on how bad I am or how wrong I am or how inadequate I am, if I concentrate on what I can't do and how there's not enough time in which to do it, isn't that what I get every time? And when I think about how powerful I am and when I think about what I have left to contribute and when I think about the difference I can make on this planet, then that's what I get. You see, I recognize that it's not what happens to you, it's what you do about it. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for being on this sacred sojourn with me. You belong here and we belong together on this journey. I love you. And if God says the same, I'll be right here tomorrow waiting for you.